Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Let's jump right into today's topic. And I've struggled with the title today, just a little bit of transparency. So the the title for today is Follow Your Guideposts. Follow Your Guideposts. So our scripture for today is going to come from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 21. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, place for yourself road signs toward Canaan. Make for yourself guideposts. Turn your thought and attention to the highway, to the way by which you went into exile. Retrace your steps, O virgin of Israel. Return to these your cities. So the topic is follow your guideposts. So guideposts are intended to be used as indications or signs or guidelines for us to uh, follow in our lives, in how we serve, in how we live, in all that we do, right? And we notice here in Jeremiah, this is talking to the children of Israel, and it's guiding them to set these things in motion, to move And move in a way that marks guideposts as they travel. And now turn your thought and attention to the highway on which you've already traveled that took you into exile. And now retrace your steps. Your guideposts basically are there to show you how to get back to where you started, right? So as servant leaders here in this world, we're going to run into distractions, turbulence, all sorts of things in our uh, role and in our assignments of service. And if we don't have guideposts or points of reference to get us back to where we started, to to the thing that God did for us when he gave appointed us as servants and when he gave us the assignment, we can find ourselves off track, right? So these guideposts are our points of reference that servant leaders must submit to to following in order to be in alignment with the will of the authority of the one who appointed them to the assignment. And oftentimes we can confuse guideposts with directives, and they are slightly different. We receive the directives for our assignment, but our guideposts as we travel the journey are the things that's on our path, that if we find ourselves that we may not know what path we're on or how we got here, Can we mark those moments in our lives where we know we met God there, where we met God along the way as he was preparing us and and developing us uh, for these through these various assignments that we can mark these moments? As I say that, I think of some things in the Bible as the children of Israel traveled, right? There were things where God met Moses and they would name them different places, right? They would give them names because they were marking the way, right? Because the generations that come behind them would know of the greatness, the name of God and and what those meanings meant, right? So there are guideposts that we are responsible for establishing in our lives. These go beyond the directives for carrying out a specific assignment because the guidepost is about where we've gotten our appointment, where we've received the empowerment to carry out and fulfill the thing that God has given us. 
Our guideposts are the things that anchor us, that keep us standing on a set principle, right? Because as you go through life and distractions happen and, and just life itself happens to you, you can oftentimes lose your way. Even as a servant leader, you can drop the servant and just become so focused on being the leader. You can get so caught up in the position that you have, the amount of influence you have over people, and the identity you've built around that influence, and you've completely succumbed and just threw aside the idea of being a servant, understanding that you aren't the say-all and be-all to other people's lives. You aren't their God. You're not even the person meant to meet their needs. You're just the channel or the conduit through which God will work to meet their needs. In service to others, one essential guidepost that I want to share today is this. To serve people, one must love people. To love people, one must favor what is good and best for them according to the God who has appointed you to the service, and you must be prepared to help them fulfill it, even if the person wants it or not. This doesn't mean that you get to decide what's best and good for them. You're incapable of that because you have no idea what's best for you. But the authority who has appointed you is an all-knowing God. He has already determined the best for the person you've been assigned to serve, as well as the best for you. And in your fulfillment of that service, there are two things that happen. The person that you are serving or assigned to serve gets their needs met, not through you, but through the power of God that works in you and through you. And secondly, there is a revealing of the deceptive things inside of you that can cause you to rely on your own strength and abilities to succeed apart from God. You might say, how is that possible? Well, oftentimes in service, as a servant leader, we're given so much authority, so much influence, that because we are human, because we have the sin nature in us, oftentimes, as I said earlier, we can get distracted. So our service isn't just about the service to the people we're serving. It's also about the development, the work that's being done in us. As a servant leader, we're being developed to surrender our capabilities to the full reliance on God's power, authority, and will. So there is a total participation on our part for God's plan for our own lives. And we're intertwined and connected with people so the way this development happens is through our willingness to serve others. We can't be developed and fully prepared to do the thing that God has called us to do if we aren't in service to others. Jesus displayed that so wonderfully because as he was working, getting ready to go to the cross, what is the most important thing that he decided to do, which was to wash the feet of the disciples in the Last Supper? Because he knew that in order for him to receive the power necessary to do what he needed to do, that only came by way of complete surrender of himself, complete surrender of the identity, the influence, and all the reputation that had come from all the things that he had done. He had to lay it aside. 
he put on his servant robe because he understood that he had only been appointed to this assignment. He was not the thing that they were going to need because he couldn't stay with them. They needed to always be directed to that this is God's plan of redemption for their lives through him, but it ain't just me, right? So he surrendered all of his capabilities and he served. He served and he was strengthened even as he continued to move further to the cross in sacrifice, a living sacrifice, he was able to be the example that he needed to be so that they can be equipped to continue the work once he was no longer physically present with them. So as the servant leader, your assignment is to serve those, but you're not just serving them to give them what they want. You're serving God so that God can do through you what he knows to be best for them. So as a servant leader, you have to be whole and you have to stand as a strong person who carries through with a consistent line of activity of orders that you have received from the one who has appointed you, that you will really help those that you were in service to, not because of what they want from you, because if you do that, you'll ultimately harm them. But because you are there to do what God has decided is best for them. So in order for you to know what's best, you as the servant must know your point of reference. Your point of reference in your assignment is to always go back to the authority that appointed you and let him pour into you so that you can be sure that as you service others, you're examining your heart to ensure that your center focus is on the God that sent you so that he can inform you directly as to what needs to happen because he knows what's best. This is not about you being the indicator and the point of reference in somebody else's life, but your responsibility is to lead them back to the one who has appointed you. So if you are the one making the decisions about what's best for other people, then nine times out of ten, you've missed your guidepost. And not only are you taking yourself off the path, you are now responsible for the soul that you're leading astray. Because you have to have a point of reference for your own life, and you are guiding them to that point of reference as well. So as a leader in service, be sure to follow your guideposts. Because the importance don't just affect those that you're serving, it impacts you as well. And you are now responsible for that soul that you're serving to ensure that you both end well, that you both get to the end of your life and hear God say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Okay, well, that's it for today. I hope today's wisdom has inspired you and encouraged you. I hope it has challenged you. I hope it has caused you to want to examine and search for those guys. I post in your life. If you haven't established them, establish them now. Go back and reflect on things and places where God has met you at moments in your life that you know he guided you and mark those moments so that as you leave the legacy, others can follow behind you and come to know the same God that you know for yourself. You guys have a great and wonderful day and we'll meet you back on the line on Monday at the same time, 7.30 a.m. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.